When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Alexandra? Oh, I'm, I am, I am, is what I, I will say. I am smelling like a rose. I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but um, what that's that? a song. That's a song from my childhood. Oh. Yeah. Just your and, childhood. Well, and ma- no, and maybe those aren't even the lyrics, but that's what I sing <laughs> to that song. <laughs> that's all. Anyway, um, hello, my favorite person. Hi. I was just saying, you are one of my favorite people. What? I know. And Anna and I recently, first of all, hello to all our listeners. Hello. We kind of you're, just jumped right in there. You're our favorite people too. Yes. And Anna and I recently were discussing um, expressing more appreciation for each other. And I was just so grateful to Anna because I'm. you guys have heard that often well, especially with the treadmill that Anna will come over and I'll be like, hey, can you help me move something? Hey, it's almost like what our mother does when she gets in the car and you're going somewhere and she's like, can we just make one more stop? It's it's like Anna comes over for something, like even just to have dinner or hang out with Buddy. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you can you move some furniture around my house, please? It's a true story. <laughs> it is. Yes, but I had some furniture in my loft and it needed to get downstairs. It was super heavy and I was waiting for this guy to come get it. And I was like, no, I'll do it. Yeah, we got this. We got this. And we did. We pivoted. We did. And afterward, after it was all said and done, and I came upstairs and Buddy was hanging out up here while we were doing the deed of moving furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, Buddy, tell your mom, like, repeat after me what I'm about to say. And I said, Mama. And he said, Mama. And I said, if you're going to have any furniture... And he said, if you're going to have any furniture, <laughs> I said, upstairs, upstairs, it can be no heavier, <laughs> he repeated, than 50 pounds. Know, right? That's it. Because this mofo that my sister, like, granted, I didn't have to, we didn't, we didn't have to move it. Some dude was coming to pick it up. He was a fine looking gentleman, by the way. I was really sad when he was like, oh yeah, my wife and daughter are at home because he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, I, I, I did not oh. pick up on any of that. <laughs> I need you to start. I need you to start. He had teeth. He was a good looking dude. He was taking this leather couch home to his home office. Yeah. Like he looks super successful, lives in a good neighborhood. And um, like, yeah, he's got kids in college. Right. <laughs> and I was like, he's a good looking dude with no wedding ring and kids off to college. Like this could be a really good thing. And um, then, then he threw in the, yeah, my wife and daughter. And I was like, oh, poop. 
Yeah. There's a wife. That did happen. Wear your GD ring. Anyway, so we, this, this, there, this big couch mm-hmm. and this big size chair, I was like, we can do it. We are two strong, capable women. Mm-hmm. We can do it. We don't need no other buddy oh. to help us do this. Now you say that. And in truth, yes, but I kind of like having another <laughs> well, body to it. You know, it's not like I walked away unscathed. I have a swollen wrist from like the couch pinning my arm mm. against a wall. It did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and almost then took out my banister. We almost took out your banister. My walls are still showing. We we left some marks on the walls. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to cleaning those yet. <laughs> and the banister. But we did it and we pivoted yes. and we figured it out. Yeah. And, and then I was like, okay, we're cool. And um, all of this was to move my home office into the loft to make what was my home office back into our guest room. For some reason, I just, I don't know, you guys, I just, I want, I wanted to have a guest room, like the way our house is set up. And my house is not very big, but the way it's set up, you know, it's like Buddy has his room, we have the master room, and then there was this third room. And eventually I'd like to close off the loft. I think I've talked about that. But I thought I kept waiting to do that in order to have it as an office. And I was like, no, I could throw up like a screen or something and move it. And so I was like, okay, we're like, we'll wait. I have the furniture for the the um, guest room. And then Anna's like, why don't we go do that now? And I was like, no, what? what? No, we just moved stuff. And she was like, no, let's just do it. Let's just do it now. And yeah. Like, all right. All right. Because and otherwise. Then we lost some fingernails trying to lift the mattress. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I was like, I'm here and we're already like banged up from doing the couch and getting the stuff downstairs. Let's just bring the bed and the mattress upstairs. And so we go, we had to go down the basement Mm -hmm. and then bring up the frame, which was not heavy at all. Mm -mm. But then the mattress, you know, guys, I don't know. Like sometimes if you guys get, have fancy mattresses, they probably have those ropey handle things on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this one does not. No. And so we were like scraping at nothing, trying to hold on this thing to get it up two full flights of stairs all the way back up. And luckily it didn't take very long, but I was like, oh, that didn't, that took like less than 10 minutes in all honesty. And that was with us like stopping every half a flight to gasp for air <laughs> and figure out how to Or, or make sure we weren't wedged somewhere. Right. Like, could we do this? And we did. And it was great. Like we moved, we moved the, we were the furniture gals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That All fun. that to say, I'm just very appreciative of your help that day. It was a big, a big deal for me to like move out that couch and the the chair and all that, and then to get oh. them. So yeah, thanks. That was my workout for the. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. So uh, how are you doing? How's your week been? What's going on? You know, okay. So that reminded me that a lot of stuff has happened since I saw you on that day and moved <laughs> furniture. Know. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about all that stuff, which just goes to show the kind of week that I had, I suppose. But after moving that furniture, then on Sunday at church, we had church and then we had coffee hour and then everyone left except for me and our dad. And we remembered that, oh yeah, the carpets in the church are coming to get clean because there was a fire in the parking lot a couple months ago and creosote was tracked into the church. Like it was a, it's a long story. We don't have time to go into it. There's a fire in the parking lot. No one was hurt. Thank goodness. But there's creosote on the carpet in the church. So we were finally getting that cleaned. And it wasn't until after everyone else left 
that I looked at our dad and I was like, oh, we, like I was vacuuming as I do um, on Sundays. And I was like, I don't know why I'm vacuuming because the carpets are going to get clean. And then I was like, oh, we have to move all this furniture out. So then I was like, guess who's moving more furniture around today? And then Alexandra and I were like, ha, 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 maybe we could have a furniture moving business. And, um, and that's the only joke. And then you moved joke. more furniture at home, didn't you? Okay. So I moved <laughs> to furniture at church. And then we went and had a sibling dinner. It was Sunday. We had sibling Sunday dinner, Sunday sibling dinner. And the gals, the three of us, might have split two bottles of wine, y'all. Might have. It was that like it was that kind of weekend, perhaps, right? Is that really? Did we? Yeah, oh, we sure did. Okay. We sure did. <laughs> uh-huh. And but we're all here to talk about it, so that's that's okay. So then while we were at dinner over the wine, I was talking with sister-in-law about um crocheting and the yarn that I have, and like I have buckets of yarn and I have bags of yarn and I have yarn and I just haven't really crocheted in, in a while. It's been a long while until this winter when I crocheted two scarves for some colleagues. And I was like, I like crocheting. It's something that, that keeps my hands busy. And then I like, create something and it's really fun. And we've talked about like, you know, maybe if we make blankets, there are a lot of homes or hospitals that can maybe make use of the things that I create because I like to create them but then I don't know what to do with them anymore because I think every family member has some sort of crocheted creation for me uh, yeah I I mean I love your creations I I love the idea of sharing them with other families you're not <laughs> you're, it's not really a I like to wear crocheted things kind of guy. I no mean, you've I think worn we're the out I have them I have them yeah I think it's like okay you know I'm 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 good. Let's share the wealth. Well, yeah. and then, I mean, to be honest, I, I think there was a grief component that's mixed in with my stopping crocheting because when Alexandra and Sean got married many moons ago, by now, I started working on a blanket for them. And it was so cool. It was like ivory and blue. It was like the, the colors of their their wedding and their, it was so cool. And I was working on it. It was like thick yarn and it was going to be this fantastic thing. And I was working on it and it was taking me forever, but it was going to be this amazing thing. And then, um, and then they got married and I was like, ooh, still not done with this project. So I was like, their first wedding anniversary I'm for sure gonna get this done by their first wedding anniversary and then I didn't and then um I was like okay maybe further like I'm just gonna keep working on it here and there like I paused and picked it back up and then um then when Sean passed away I was like oh well now this big blanket that I started um and it wasn't like I hadn't gotten too far into thinking it was probably like a fifth or fourth or fifth of the way done I was just sitting in a box then in my basement and I just lost, like I lost all desire to finish it, to do anything. Like I, I put my crocheting stuff in a corner and it stayed there until this Christmas when I was like, I like crocheting. I'm going to pick it up and do it again. I didn't know that you started a blanket. Oh, well. Did you take it apart? No, I threw it away. But you threw I, it away? I did. I, th I I had to. I had to. It was okay. like a thing I needed to do. Okay. But, okay. I mean, I'm kind of sad, y'all, because I like the idea of the blanket. But, okay. No. Right. It, I, well, okay. So, this is going to tie into Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night dinner and two bottles we of wine. We definitely have, like, way more planned for today. But, obviously, we need to a little bit more of a okay. warm-up. Okay. So. We're, we yes. were, like, going to try and get to the whole week. But, we're still on last weekend. <laughs> Sunday. So. I'm on Sunday, y'all. Okay. I'm going to make this fast. So, at dinner, two bottles of wine. We're talking about yarn. And, I'm like, I'm going to go home. And, I'm going to do a yarn inventory. Oh, boy. And, um, so, I did. When I got home and I went down to my basement. And, I look at my basement. And, I have a cow 
couch that I took apart a little while ago, right? We're talking about furniture. Mm -hmm. So I have a couch that I took apart. It's an Ikea couch and I was going to sell it, but I I haven't, right? Because I'm, I don't know. I just (laughs) start projects and don't finish them. So I have this couch that I took apart and I walk by it as I go into the room where my yarn is to do yarn inventory. And I look and I'm like, oh my God, I have all these blankets and other projects that I've started that are here. And I ran out of yarn and then just like moved on to another project and then didn't finish this one. But there are a lot of really cool projects that I've started in there. And then I got overwhelmed by how much yarn I have in there at that time. So this is what I did when I got overwhelmed about the yarn. I went back into the other room where the taken apart couches and I was like, now would be nighttime after two bottles of wine. Not all by myself, Abby, but this would be a really good time to put that couch back together. (laughs) You're like, I can't do anything about this yarn, but I need to be accomplished. (laughs) Yes. And I've been moving furniture all freaking weekend anyway. So why not do some more? Yeah. So I did by myself. And then when I, like, I took off one of the pieces of the thing, I had them sitting on top. Uh-huh. I'm showing you doing this. Yes, I'm demoing for you what I did. I took <laughs> this piece, this piece off the top, and then <laughs> Bentley, y'all remember Bentley? May he rest in peace. He was my cat, and he apparently used this taken apart couch as a hiding place because when I took the piece off, holy freaking fur, y'all. <laughs> then I had to go get my vacuum cleaner to go. They like it just the one project became another project mm-hmm. became a huge, massive project. That's usually how it goes. Now I'm tired after telling that story. You tell me about you. <laughs> tell me something about you. I'm tired. I'm going to sit back in this armchair I'm sitting in <laughs> and yeah. rest. Just, I'm going to rest and drink some wine while you talk. You projector, you. <laughs> you're, you're done. I'm done. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you guys. I have probably had one of the worst weeks that I have had in a very, 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 very long time. And that includes like literally going back to some of the weeks that I had right after Sean died. And so I'll, I'll back up a little bit and I'm, I'm going to tell this story because there's so much and it's kind of like complex of how all this came together. So as y'all know, I'm a believer in the woo and I believe that stuff is connected. So if something physically is going on with me, I usually wonder if there's something emotionally, energetically going on. If I feel like there's a lot of life happening, then I'm like, is there a message or a lesson I need to learn? And boy, has there been a lot of life. So recently I was talking with a friend and I've known for a while that that I've kind of hit a wall with my grieving. And I've known it and I've just kind of sat there and been like, yep, I'm okay with it. Because part of my grieving process has been that if I dig deeper into a certain area of my grief, then healing that somehow equals that I have to let Sean go and I'm not willing to do that. And of course, if any of y'all have read my book, if you've heard me talk about this whole process, there really is no letting go, right? The relationship morphs, it changes. And I have been like, nope, but feeling and, and knowing are two different things. And so, no, I know that I don't necessarily have to let him go, but I haven't felt that way. So I was like, "Mm -mm, nope, we're just going to tuck all that back in there and I'm not going to deal with it. But more recently, it's been coming up a lot more. And I've been like, no, mm -mm, no, no. And so life started to explode a little bit on me. And more recently, I thought, okay, I have a great therapist who does tapping, thought field therapy. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make an appointment with him. And sometimes what happens when I make an appointment, like when I talk about this level of grief, 
I literally feel my body tense up. My chest has been getting really tight. And the way I imagine it is my cells are holding on to the door jam and they're like, no, do not make us go, right? My whole body starts to resist this healing coming. And sometimes when I make, just even make an appointment with this therapist, it's like my, I'll get colds, I'll get headaches, all sorts of stuff will start to happen. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then usually it starts to dissipate. Like your body's reacting to like it knows, it knows. something's coming. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <gasps> but that's wild. Yeah. And literally when I talked to him, I did go see him. But when I talked to him, he was telling me a story. He's like, of course this makes sense. He had a he had a client once who was on his way from Boulder down to where this therapist is in Castle Rock. So it's about like an hour, a little over an hour. And the guy got to the office and was like, do you know how many exits there are between Boulder and here? And the therapist was like... I'd say quite a few. And he's like, in every single exit, I wanted to get off. Very similarly, like his body knew what was coming. And yeah, it's not because of the therapist, because he's a freaking rock star. No, so lovely. It's just that your body, when you when you know that that healing, it's like anything that you've held, like it's been symbiotic for me to hold on to this part of my grief. And so my body has gotten used to it. And it's like, I don't, it's just like people who've had like chronic pain for years where they're like, I don't know who I would be without it or anything like that. So yeah, your identity. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a part of my grieving process that's been very, I've been comfortable, my body has been comfortable holding on to this grief. And so just knowing that this appointment was coming, it was like, "Mm -mm." and I mean, we're not going to get into my dreams because I specifically asked Anna not to go into some dreams I've had recently. And it's really awesome because I forgot that she said that. So I wasn't <laughs> going to even bring it up. Woohoo! Because <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. But anyway, so I mean, all sorts of things have been happening. And so in the midst of all this, I started a new job and it's been a little bit of a rocky start with the job. And things have kind of been brewing, like Buddy's been acting out a little bit more. My energy has been off and I've been like, what is going on Um, in the midst of all? So when I say like energy, like I've just been in a bad mood. I've been really cranky. I haven't been sleeping well. I'm waking up tired, which just perpetuates the whole thing. Buddy started to get a cold so he can go to school, which stresses me out because I'm starting this new job. And then there's so much work. Then we had a snow day. Well, exactly. So then there's a snow day on top of that. Big, massive snowstorm. That wasn't really where we live. <laughs> it was like a, it was really underwhelming, as a lot of people had said. I mean, I'm tired of the snow. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, this is why I love Colorado, because it snows and then it melts. But I have like a foot and a half of snow in my backyard, and it's it has not moved. And that's from like around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just won't go away. No. And so Which like, is weird for us. We don't like it. And the perimeter of my yard's just started when we had another snowstorm and I got like another five inches and I was like oh and more is coming this weekend exactly like I cannot I cannot outrun the snow right now so part of starting so I had to do my onboarding and I'll tell you like part of my onboarding and I don't do well I I let people know like I don't do well with onboarding I don't do well with the extra documentation that you have to do when you're starting a job and I made this decision because I thought it would be a good decision for my family unit And throughout this whole process, I've been questioning my ability to make a solid decision. So add that emotional component. Because I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Buddy's kind of reacting. There's like this emotional shitstorm that's kind of brewing. Now we have more snow. 
Right. And and so now I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, I can't catch a breath. And your faucet leaks. Well, no, no. no I'm oh. going to get there. Oh, yeah. No. Because if it's not enough, like watching 1990s videos on tuberculosis and having to take a test on that and then having to get two, not one TB test for this work, but two, and then be told, by the way, you have to cross town in a blizzard in order to have your arm palpated for two seconds. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, can I show my arm over virtual? No, we require that you be in person. So that was not my favorite to know that you were driving out with oh, Buddy in a snowstorm. I'm going to get to that snowstorm because it gets even better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I don't know if I've painted enough picture of like, there's just a lot going on. By the way, in the middle of the blizzard, the the solar guy who's like looking at poten- like I'm looking at potentially getting solar panels on my house because of course what has Colorado done but our <laughs> utilities have gone outrageously skyrocketed. Yeah, skyrocketed. So in one month I had the same usage from a year ago and it's $150 more for that doubled. Month. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like maybe we'll try this solar thing. So the guy shows up in the middle of the blizzard to assess my house and I'm like this doesn't make sense to me but okay and then wouldn't you know it my kitchen faucet breaks and it's just like a whole puddle and flood coming out from underneath my sink and I'm like what is happening in the middle of a blizzard when the guy who can fix it is going on vacation (laughs) I was like I'm laughing and I even told my therapist this he's like I don't know if I find any of this funny and I was like you have to laugh Mm -hmm. like there's so much going on that you can't like I could not I couldn't even go to the bathroom on the day of that snowstorm like I I didn't even get a chance to have a quiet moment like even going to the bathroom because there was always something going on well no and there really isn't anything funny about all the crap that you have endured and mind you people when Alexandra's telling this story this is over a span of like two to three days this is not like weeks and weeks of this stress like thank goodness but it's like piled on super high in just a matter of days and then it just kept coming yeah I mean I think by the time I started a job on what on Monday and all the snowstorm was happening on a Wednesday and it wasn't until that evening that I was like oh my god I started this job three days ago and I cannot even believe the conversation like just the stuff going on and it's fine you know the job will work out but there was just a lot of miscommunication Going on, and then I was just getting piled and piled. And I don't do well when I'm being pulled in multiple directions. No. I just don't. And so that was just kind of the culmination of all that. And I will get to the whole therapy and, like, the grief part. But I have to tell you guys the story. So the roads, too, where I had to have this TV test checked, and I, like, piled Buddy into the car. And I'll be honest, I just gave him a tablet because I was like, and I don't do that. I'm not like really a tablet mom, but I was like, I, I am so stressed out that I just need you to do you so that I can get us across town because I have no idea what the streets are going to be like. I have to cross multiple counties. I don't know what that's going to look like because each county handles snow removal differently. And then drivers are not amazing because we have a lot of drivers around this state and around the metro area in particular from other places that don't have snow. So they're not awesome at it. Well, I'll say the worst part of my whole experience was the drivers. Yeah. And so I had to take multiple highways to get out to this this place and we get out there okay, do our thing and we get in the car on the way back. Because it took two minutes for them just to palpate your arm. Less than that. (laughs) Right. In a snowstorm. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. They told me she had to touch my arm. And I was like, then she better touch my arm. 
Like, I'm not coming out here just for her to look at. She better touch it. <laughs> and um, she did. I was like, Good. you better. Yes. Yeah. You touch That's that. Right. You touch my arm. Mm-hmm. You do it. And for some reason, and if you guys are like, why couldn't you just go to your doctor? I already asked. And they said no. So I don't even know. Like, they wouldn't let me just stay on my side of town. So a snowstorm. I know. With, with a three-year-old. With the state shut down, like every right. school district. The state was shut. The <laughs> government was shut down. Every school district was closed. And yet they made Alexander cross town for a woman to touch her arm for two seconds. <laughs> right. What? So That's stupid. Okay. Anyway, go on. So I'm on my way back and I'm trying to like work through like cars quiet, buddies doing his thing. And I'm trying to work through some of this work stuff because a big part of it was that um, they were telling me that I could not send paperwork to my clients electronically. And I was like, there's got to be a way that I can send paperwork. So I'm like thinking about like Adobe. Okay. Like if they have to sign it, maybe we can do some something with Acrobat. So I'll be honest, roads are clear. And I call my dad and I'm like, Hey, you like, tell me, you know, all about Acrobat like or Adobe. Can you tell me like which one I would need so that when I get home, I can just try and download it. And as I'm like chatting with him and fine. Which is not illegal in the state of Colorado to talk on the phone. No. While you're driving. No. But we end up getting into a certain county where for whatever reason, like the wind has picked up and the roads aren't as clear. And now I've lost track of my lane. And so there's a truck next to me to the right. And I realize that I have to get over into that truck's lane. So I slow down and start to stop because I'm getting to a point where I'm going to end up on the wrong highway. And then I think at this point that the guy, when I looked, he wasn't there. So I thought he had moved over and instead he was just a little, had moved up a little bit. So I start to go totally my error and then I stop immediately when I see he's there. I'm going to tell you guys what this guy did. First thing he does is he slows down now, honks his horn, rolls down his window and flips me off. I don't understand that ever. Then what he does is... I let him pass, and then I'm able to, like, merge onto the highway that I need to. Was it Carson from the BJ and Jamie show? Because he says he admitted on air that he flips people off, and they were like, what? what is wrong with you? Was it him? I have no idea. I was a guy in a truck. Ugh. I mean, not shocking around here. <laughs> no offense to anyone who's, like, drives around in trucks, but we know that the truck drivers around here are not awesome. The guy ends up slowing down to a stop. Now, mind you, we have not fully merged Like, we're on an on-ramp. He comes to a stop in front of me. And so I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere. And there are cars that are now in the right lane. He then moves over to that right lane and then gets right next to me. And he rolls down his window and he puts the – like, he puts his whole left shoulder – his right hand and his head out the window and starts shaking a phone at me and flipping me off. Now, mind you, he has to hold the phone with one hand and flip me off with the other one. So how's he driving? Exactly. With his knees? He is the unsafe one. In the snow? I'm the unsafe one. In the snow. Mm -hmm. In the snow with cars behind him now honking at him and he is swerving and like nearly hitting my car. That's so ridiculous and outrageous. It's so outrageous. And I don't even look at him. I don't even look at him. And then he tries to get behind me and start road raging me from behind. Yeah. I asked With a child in my car. I asked Alexandra if she got the license plate and she's like, I was just trying to talk to my dad about some software for this flipping work and trying to get home safely Mm -hmm. because the roads were not awesome and my kids 
kid and da da da. And then this guy is just being an absolute jerk. Like I just, I will never understand, even though we've talked about empathy and trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes fully. Like I just don't understand that ridiculous behavior ever. Well, in a snowstorm, like somehow me talking on my dad in clear roads and like it was a true mistake where I just got confused because I couldn't see the lanes anymore. To this guy road raging me in the middle. And and it literally like the wind and snow picked up right at that point. And I I just ignored him. I was like, I can't even I can't even be bothered with you. And I don't know what happened to him. But all that, right? So that like all that's happening. And so my whole point in that is just like it was just a very, very, very tough week. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do I just need to quit this job? Your thoughts start spiraling. And so then I'm like, you know, how am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to be a support for my son while he is in a crucial time in his growth, which is exactly why I left the job that I had with the school system. I was like, I need to be available to my son. He's clearly acting out right now. And I'm like, I don't even know. Because he's three. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just had, you know, it was just a very, very, very o- overwhelming day. I mean, I cried on and off that day. And then he, like, Buddy would look at me and be like, why are you crying, Mama? And then he'd start crying. And I was like, because, Buddy, I, I just, I can't handle it. Like, I can't handle life right now. Um, And don't, don't, I, when I'm She's telling, safe. She's I know, safe. I'm like, when I'm mm-hmm. telling you guys this, please know I was not, there was not any point in time where I considered ending my life. Or harming anyone else. I just want to say that. Except for the truck driver. No, no not even that guy. No, not even that guy. Not I even know. him. I just was like, I, you, you do you, sir. You do you. Have a great day. God bless you. Yes. <laughs> so after all of this, the next day is when I was going to go see my therapist who helps with tapping to get rid of that stuff at a cellular level. And so I went to see him on Thursday so all that was like Monday through Wednesday is when all this stuff started kind of piling up and came to a head on Thursday and seeing him, let me tell you guys, like it was great because what we basically what we did was we took out the fear of me being able to work through my grief. Like that's all it was. Like I was holding on to my grief out of fear and he helped me take away that fear which is really great. That's really powerful. It's very powerful, but it left me with a massive profound loss is like how I Mm. describe it. Mm -hmm. And so after that, it was just complete emotional letdown. Like I thought I had been crying on Wednesday just because life was so hard, but it just ended up more and I'm not done like I'll tell you guys I told Anna I was like don't make me laugh too hard today (laughs) because I'll start crying right it's a fine line fine line between hysterical laughing and hysterical crying yeah fine line (laughs) I am I am riding that way (laughs) all this to say you guys because life's an ocean that's right that's from her book you need to go read it if you haven't already (laughs) I do have like a funny story that I want to share in the midst of all this right because I can find some of the humor but it was a powerful experience and I found that once I was able to actually start letting go of some of that grief and some of that emotion, like the rest of my emotions started to kind of level out. My faucet is still broken. My child is still having outbursts. My work is still really hard, but slowly I'm starting to find that like it is manageable. Hmm, that sounds a little bit like surrender, Ooh. which is something we'll talk about later. Yes, I do. Or next time. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll come back We'll come back to the surrender because I'm going to tell this last story and then Anna does have a really good story about surrender. 
that I, I think we can we can fit that in today. We can fit it in. Okay. I just so, winked at my sister. She did. No. <laughs> it was a slow wink too. It's because I'm sitting in a really comfy chair with a glass of wine. <laughs> I wanted to like hand her some eye drops and be like, just you okay? Just in, you okay? Is your eye okay? It's like, twitching. <laughs> it's twitching. Okay. I'm the one with the twitchy eye. That's what I've been telling her. I'm like Lois from Family Guy. My eyes are twitching the whole time. Oh my goodness. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Have you ever thought... I'd love to have a podcast just like this one. Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Okay, so in the midst of all this, right, so like part of the work thing is I have to like hand all of these families I work with these massive piles of paper to sign, right? Like they're signing away their life again, as if you don't already when your kid like needs help. It's like worse than a mortgage. It's so bad, you guys. And like half the time, these packets are like, we require these packets have to go to each family. And I work with children who are ages zero to three. And these packets will have like how to age in place and what to do. Like here, call if you feel that you are being abused as an adult and what to do if you have high blood pressure. And I'm like, and these kids can't read. <laughs> what is this? So anyway, so I have like these bags of packets in my car and I'm like looking for something. I don't even know what I was looking for, but I like, I'm in the driver's seat with my arm wrapped around the seat, trying to push a bag out of the way. And I feel this like fabric and I'm like, what, what is this? And I'm like pulling on this fabric and I'm like, what, what, what do I have stuck back here? I'm pretty, I try and keep my car like semi-clean, very clean. She's immaculate. And I pull out this Oakley beanie and I like literally throw it in my car and I go, holy shit, how did Sean's beanie get in here? And I'm like, babe, I know you're hanging out with me. I can't really sense you right now because I'm in the middle of this craziness, but what? Okay, fine. Okay. And I'm thinking like, shit, like this beanie, I'm, I'm pretty sure this beanie is like in the drawer of your toolbox <laughs> in the garage, but all right. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go with it. I don't know if I feel, you know, I, I share my woo most of the time, but I was like, I don't know if I want to share this one because I'm like freaked out. I'm like, okay, all right, you know, I'll just, um, all right, we're just going to leave it on the front seat in the car because I don't know what else to do with it at this point. So it's been like from Monday to Wednesday during all this, I'm like, I guess you're hanging out with me, babe. I guess you're hanging out. And so I'm relaying to Anna, 
I'm like, look, I wasn't going to tell yesterday, you Just yesterday, she called me. She was telling me about all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, go on. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, you take a sip of wine. <laughs> so then she's telling me about this moment she had. She's like, because we were talking about Sean and how, like, he is around. And, oh, I was having technology issues with the phone. Like, it was like, I don't know. It was doing, like, this robotic thing. It was really weird. And I was like, ha, 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 Sean's with us. And she's like, no, get this. And then she's like, I reached around and these packets, right? All these packets and work. And so then I reached under them and they fell over. And then I pulled out Sean's hat. And I don't know how it came to be in the car because it's supposed to be in the toolbox, in a drawer in the toolbox that's in the garage and it's hat. And oh my God, and Oakley. And Anna goes, that's my beanie. I, okay. So then it like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how did Sean's hat get into your, it's not his because I was riding in the back seat of your car on Saturday before we moved furniture, we went to the museum and I was wearing a hat, that very hat that if you were to look at pictures from that day, you'd see me wearing that hat. And I was like, Stop. Al, that's my hat. She's like, we That's- took pictures with that. How do you not remember? And I was like, oh. She she was like, oh, thank God. I'm not going crazy. I was really like starting to freak out. Like, how does how did his hat get from the toolbox to my car? And oh, oh my, my God, like how many times have I ridden in that car? And never the hat has never been there. And it's just a wild thing. And I was like, no, never fear. It's mine. It's my hat. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sure if you open the, I was like, did you open the drawer of the toolbox to check if his hat was there? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, it's just. I was like, I couldn't, I could not. Br- I was like, I could not bring myself she to open so that drawer. Freaked out, rightly so, oh. because of everything else. Right, like everything else that's been going on. Like, I know. you're, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I don't blame you for being like, wow, Sean's hat is just gonna ride around with me in the front seat of my car now because oh my gosh. that is wild. And I was like, no, that's my hat. <laughs> There was like, you know, a little bit of relief in the week (laughs) with that one. I chuckled. Well, and then when you were telling me that, like I was like not right fine line between hysterical laughing and hysterical crying. I wasn't hysterically crying at that point. But while I was laughing on the phone yesterday with her, while she was telling me the story, my eyes were definitely leaking and I couldn't wipe them like fast enough. (laughs) And I was just thinking like, that is a funny, that is a funny story. Yeah. Obviously I've been a little, a little sensitive this week. So much needed laughter. Yeah. I have to tell you guys. So part of my therapy, my therapist is awesome. He's amazing. Just taps into the grief so well. But he he told me to invite a family member to therapy. <laughs> and I was like, come again. And he's like, we've done some. I've been working with him now for a year and a half. And he's like, we've done some really great work. And he's like, but I want to I want to see if I'm gauging you accurately. Or he calls it a blind spot or if there's a blind spot. And I was like. Well, that's a tricky question. And so he helped me work through, like, who would be the best, and and we landed on Anna. And he's like, you think your sister would come with you? And I was like, well, yeah, but what are you going to ask her? Because I have a feeling she's going to, like, want to know what you're going to ask her about. Um, And honestly, I did not tell her. I did ask her to go with me, but I did not tell her. I just said, hey, my therapist wants you to come to therapy with me. And I am an adventure-loving person. So I was like, cool, this will be great. And then I was shitting my pants because (laughs) in the days up to it being like, um, I'm not right. Like you're going to therapy with your sister and we've done that before. Like we've done family therapy. That's no secret. But then I was like, 
I'm going to have to be honest with her about what? Like, that's mm-hmm. just raw. Raw and vulnerable and that is scary is all get out. Yeah. You you were amazing, though. You were stellar. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I meant every word I said in all of it. Yeah. No, he asked me at one point. He was like, did you buy what she was saying? I was like, yeah. I was like, <gasps> he I did? Can- yeah. He I- didn't buy what I was saying? No, he did. Oh. He was just asking if I thought you were being authentic. And really, he was just asking. I don't asking know how honest- to be any other way. Well, I, I told him. I was like, if she was lying, I'd know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point of my story. No the- matter that I failed a polygraph, okay, and had to take it <laughs> twice. Like, I'm not a very good liar. I'll tell you this. I'm told- a bad liar. Bad liar. <laughs> oh, I do. Bad like- liar. I like that song. <laughs> so the whole point of this, though, is that Several times within, and we're not going to go into like the whole therapy session, but there were a couple of times where Anna kept saying like, you know, peas in the pod. When you have people in a family system and you, and you have, right, we all, we all, I think go through a point where we're like, we're not going to be like our parents or we're going to do something different. And then you do something and you go, oh my gosh, I just did that. Like I was saying earlier, like our mom gets in the car and is like, we got to go to other stops. And Anna comes over and I'm like, I need you to like do a bunch of stuff for me, right? Like peas in a pod. So she kept saying this and I was like, oh, okay. You think I might you're have so said different. It, I might have said it twice. I'm like, oh, all right. You think you're so different, pea peas in a pod. Uh-huh. Peas in a pod. Uh-huh. So We're peas in a pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll let you take it away from here because. No. F- okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what happened was. Okay, so that's on a Friday, right? Like, this is how this whole weekend starts, y'all. Like, this whole furniture moving, whatever weekend starts with me going to therapy on a Friday with my sister. And then I was pooping my pants because I'm like, ah, like, I need to be raw and vulnerable and real. And again, like I said, I don't know how to be any other way, but honest and truthful. And you can tell when I'm lying. (laughs) I was pouring some wine and it sounded like she was peeing just now, but she's not. It's wine. So then... So peas in a pod, blah, blah, blah. This is how the Friday starts. And then my sister, Alexandra, our mother, Buddy, and I on Saturday morning start the weekend off by going to the museum. As I mentioned before, see the beanie conversation. (laughs) So we go. (laughs) Okay. Alexandra picks me up at my house. And then we're going to go pick up our mother at her house. And um, I had just had the peas in the pod conversation with Alexander the day before in therapy. And as you know, right, the apples in the tree, apples don't fall far from the tree. We're like very similar. And sometimes the way we like argue or be stubborn with each other, whatever, and we're more alike than we're different. And um, that happened on Friday. So then she picks me up on Saturday to go to the museum. And then we go to pick up our mother and we drive up and our mother's waiting outside on the sidewalk for us because as she often does, like she'll come out of the house when she knows we're about to arrive and she'll be on the sidewalk waiting for us and I'm like oh my god I'm dressed just like my mother my mother had chosen like I had that day to wear a flannel shirt and some dark pants and we both happened to own some Brooks sneakers they were the same exact sneakers the same sneakers so I look like my mother who is not yet an octogenarian she's quite far from it still but she's, she's a septuagenarian or whatever that is when you're... Th- oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And it I was, was like... It was pretty hysterical. And then Alexandra, I was like, oh, my God, she's wearing a flannel. We didn't even talk about our <laughs> outfits. And then Alexandra falls apart as she's driving and trying to maneuver the car to pick our mother up. And she's like, peas in a pod, eh? <laughs> peas in a pod. And I was like, whatever, shut up. <laughs> She was like, that was your therapy session. <laughs> I know. Not mine. Yeah. I didn't invite you to my therapy session yet. 
It was hysterical. Oh, I was like, what is she? Oh, freak. She's wearing. She and did our not mom have loves an it. Okay. Our mom loves it. She's like, this is so cute. <laughs> oh, you're we- yes, right? Like, she's like, oh, we're wearing the same outfit. And I'm like, you don't have an Oakley hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's Sean's. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to go in the drawer and go find it. No, just kidding. That's hilarious. It was so funny, y'all. Uh, Peas in a pod. I know. Okay. I know we're getting closer to the end, but I did promise our listeners um, for you to maybe give some snippets or talk about your surrender story because I think it's really important. Okay. So my surrender story, as I have mentioned before, and for those of you just tuning in, I am by um, what is called human design, the woo-woo thing that is called human design. I am a projector and projectors are strong leaders. And I'm not saying that to toot my horn, but exhibit some good leadership qualities. We also are like very focused on our work and we get tired if we have to work more than like mm, two to three hours in a day because we're so focused and so like project oriented um, and have some great ideas. So keep this all in mind. While this, okay, so Friday, I already talked about the furniture moving stuff. It was very busy. Alexander had her stuff going on at her house with her son and her job. And I'm at home doing my own home projects. And then um, there was like a day off and then some weather. And and there's a chili cook-off coming up at church, which I'm organizing. So that there just been a lot of things that I, like a lot of um hands and pots but what is I'm what what is the thing that I'm trying to say like I've been in the fire what I have a lot the... of pokes in the fire spokes <laughs> in the fire Poke, spoky pokes in the fire there's a lot of smoke in the fire y'all right now and so I'm just like try I'm on my end trying to keep it all together meanwhile at work which is what Alexandra is alluding to um there, there is one of the grade levels at my work that has been extremely trying since school started so um we're just seeing a lot of disrespect uh, like blatant disrespect blatant unkindness these kids these kids are like like pissing teachers off and not caring like there just seems to be this like apathy that is I, I like I think I talked about last year like I haven't ever seen stuff like this before no but this year I really haven't ever seen anything like this before because all of the tools that usually work with like parent phone calls and parent conferences and like trying to connect with a student on a different level or reach them in some sort of way just plain isn't working with this one grade in particular and I'm like I don't I don't know what to do like this is like really uncharted territory for me. And then I've had in the last week and a half, I've had some teachers coming down to my office and they're crying and they're like asking for help. And Alexandra was like, are they venting? Or are they asking for help? And I'm like, no, they're asking for help. And when I give them suggestions, they don't do it. And she's like, then they're not really asking for help. And I'm like, you're so right. You're so right. They really are just venting. But then I go like, I'm super passionate about like trying to make change and trying to make things better because that's my job and I'm a fixer. And I'm like, there has to be something we can do to make things better. And then like I'm talking with admin and I'm talking with the teachers and talking with like all sorts of people, my colleagues about what can we do to help make things better and make a change and and shift the pendulum on some sort. So a lot of energy is going into this problem and trying to problem solve. And then I'm moving furniture this weekend and starting projects in the middle of the night when I shouldn't. I have no business starting a project after two bottles of wine in the middle of the night putting furniture together and then uh, planning all these other things. And so we had the snow day this week um, with the storm that Alexander was talking about. She had to go drive in. And it was during that day that I was home that I was working on trivia for the chili cook-off night. 
And I think between Tuesday and Wednesday, I had a realization of I just need to let go. I just need to stop and let go because I am putting so much energy into this battle that I'm losing. It is a losing battle and people are not heeding my advice. Like, and that's big for a projector. Like, um, and that's one of the things that people in human design have talked about is like a projector as a projector, you need to know, like, yes, you might have ideas, but you also need to learn time and place because people are not always going to be receptive to your ideas. And so sometimes you just need to sit back and be quiet. And it wasn't until I started to get sick. So that physical manifestation that Alexandra was just talking about, where I've been putting so much energy into this losing battle that I started to get sick. And I was like, holy poop, now I'm starting to get sick. And I think it's all because of this. I, I could p feel it. I could pinpoint like I, when I finally had the realization that I need to surrender, which is why I talked about that word before, I need to just pause and surrender that I need to look at the global picture and the bigger picture and how can I win the war and not get so hyper-focused on this battle and I need to just let this go that I just, there was such a wave of relief that came over me and I was like, gosh, like, that relieves a lot of pressure that I don't have to have all the answers. Um, when people are coming to me, uh, I need to be really clear with them. Like, are, do you want some advice or are you just here to vent? Because like, it's such a, it's such an irksome thing for me when people are like, no, um, give me some advice. Like you've been doing this a long time and I don't take that in a bad way because yes, I've got experience in my field. Um, but if you're just going to dismiss the things that I'm telling you, then why waste my time? Right. Like I've as like I've got so many other things that I could be focusing on. So it's really kind of irksome when it's just dismissed or my ideas are dismissed. And so finally I was like, fine, y'all, if you don't want to heed what I have to say, that's OK. It might be a good idea. You might not be ready for it. Um, maybe it's a terrible maybe the idea really sucks and I'm OK with that, too. Um, but the whole point of that is that now I started to get sick and I was like, what the hey? So I'm going to go into this weekend like focusing on this really cool event that is the chili cook-off that is trivia. And then I'm going to rest. And then I'm going to pray for another snow day and see what comes of that and hope we don't have to travel anywhere on those days and could just hang out. And then if it is a snow day and it clears up like Colorado usually does, it dumps. And then in the afternoon, it's sunny. So it melts the road. So you can go drive somewhere and go sledding. Like that would be amazing. But that was one of the things that Alexandra and I talked about um, when prepping this episode was at what point do you all surrender? Like at what point do you guys, like maybe something comes up for you, maybe you're super passionate about something, maybe there's something that you're super advocating for and it's falling on deaf ears or it's just not the right time or the right moment and you that, that, that realization finally hits and you're like, maybe it's not the right time and the right moment, right space, right people and maybe it'd be better suited like in a different time or space or people. And so that's that's my surrender stuff. That's I just, where I was. There's so much amazingness in your story that I'm like, where would we even start? And I know we're getting to time, but first I want to commend you because it takes introspection to understand that you need to surrender in the first place. It also takes awareness to understand that people could be coming and saying that they want advice, but not really. And then I think what's so cool is that you have enough self-worth to go, I know I have pretty stellar ideas and you not taking them does not mean 
that I can't be in my worth or that something's wrong with what I'm seeing or that I'm not here as a support. And I feel like even though, you know, you recognize that it started to impact you physically, which is also huge because with the school year, we talk about that all the time and getting sick. Um, But I think it's really cool that you're like, oh, I recognize this because what I think it'll do is the next time that you're in a situation like this, you'll have more awareness to stop it before in order to recognize it prior. And then you won't necessarily have the physical symptoms. So I know it's kind of a bummer. And it it is a bummer that the individuals involved just want to bitch about it and not actually do something about it. Because I think sometimes people are just like, well, if I have to do something about it, I actually have to work to make change and to try and like alter the situation. Um, and so like separate from the situation, like, yeah, it's unfortunate that these children are coming in and being so absolutely rude, but I just commend you for having that awareness. And I feel like that shows so much growth in and of itself that you're able to be like, yeah, I have these ideas and that's great. And I, like, as you were talking, I was like, it takes so much energy as a projector anyway, to provide those ideas and support to other people. So even being able to like, pull back and identify prior to giving those ideas of like, do you really want some ideas or like after the first person? Because I think that's where some of the energy suck comes is because you're actually investing in these people and they're not doing anything. It's like, oh no, I'm going to save my energy and crochet some really cool shit over here. So you can just like take your issues and go somewhere else if you're not going to do anything with my expertise. Yeah. I'm going to go crochet some cacti or something (laughs) because those are cool. Um, well, my, um, what do they call my morale pal, morale pal at school um, gave me a crochet. Yes, we do. And my, and she gave me a crocheted cactus. So that was, it's super cute and has these really fun eyes and it's in my office and I adore it. And I know that the nieces got some books on how to crochet little things. I'm, I'm not that kind of a crocheter, but I could be. Um, but yeah, thank you for your kind words. First of all, thank you for your kind words. Thank And, and I do reflect and that's something that I, that I thought about even at last semester is like how much energy and time and that I'm putting into this. And Margot, I want you to know that I am taking care of myself. I'm using this as a learning opportunity and will be taking care of myself uh, from here on out. I hear you. I hear you like talking, talking back to me in your car while you're listening. I do. And I'm like, your card and your words are present right where I can see them. So I know I gotcha. I'm taking care of myself. That is all to say like, yeah, I just need to be more. I wish I wish that I could learn to catch these things a little bit before they they get to this point where I start to feel it physically and then manifest like some sort of sore throat over this whatever stuff. But I don't know. It's We've got yeah. a whole semester ahead of us. Let the adventure continue. And I think the sore throat is really indicative because from an energetic or from a woo-woo perspective. I know. Yeah, like the sore throat comes in usually if you're not being heard or if there's an issue with your voice. So Voice, makes, yeah. hello. Makes total sense. Yeah, so I want to let people know you are not alone. A big theme for me, and I, I had to have multiple people tell me this, and I had to reach out to people this week in order to say like, hey, y'all, I'm really struggling. And so I want to say if you've had weeks where you're just like, I don't know how to continue or I'm feeling like a failure – in whatever capacity, no matter what your situation is, I just want to know you're not alone. 
everyone goes through a time that's hard. Everyone goes through a time where they feel like they're failing or not doing right by their children. And I just want to let you know you're not alone. What do you got? Oh, my God. I love that so much. (laughs) You are not alone. I was trying to, like, I'm so, I wasn't prepared for this part because I was about to do the joke. You're not alone if you love jokes. But you're also not alone. I'm going to tie this somehow weirdly. This morning, or maybe it was yesterday morning or this morning. I don't even remember. But I was like, so I was worried about the snow on the ground and the ice because we've got uh, the roads. The roads are just not amazing right now, um, in especially neighborhoods. And so I was like getting myself together and kind of running a little late and trying to get everything together. So you're not alone if that's you. And then I got out on the road and I got out of my little cul-de-sac area onto this road that I have to drive, which was snowy before a road that's clear. And so I just took a moment. I looked up into the sky as I was driving along out of my neighborhood and I saw I caught the moon because, right, the sun is still rising while I'm going to work in the morning. Um, But I caught the moon and it was a new moon and like this, the sky was dark and it was so pretty. And I just thought for a moment, like, I need to be mindful. I need to have that moment of mindfulness to be present and just appreciate what is and take a breath. So I was just watching Alexander take a breath as I was saying that. So I'm like, sometimes you just have to stop and take a breath because everything is just so nuts. So if that's you right now, you got a partner in me. You're not alone. Well said. Well said. (gasps) Clap, clap. Golf clap. (laughs) (laughs) What's the jazz hands? Oh, jazz hands. Yes. That's also applause. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh All right. So okay, y'all, here we go. We're still in the quality trickery section of the dad jokes. Um, So STW, Sean, we've been thinking about you. We know you're around, even though it wasn't your beanie. It was not your beanie. It's mine. It's mine. (laughs) It's my beanie. Um, But don't take credit. It was honest. Yeah. No, this this one is for you, bud. Um, Why don't crabs ever share their toys? Oh, I don't know. Because they're shellfish. (laughs) (laughs) Every week, you guys, I have like a little bit of myself that just hates the fact that I chuckle. I love it. I love it. Keep doing it. You're not not alone alone if you also chuckle at those jokes and go, I can't believe I chuckled. Mm -hmm. Yep. We love you guys. You guys are amazing for sticking with us today. Reach out if you have any questions. Share us. We love you. And we'll see you soon. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.